0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, and welcome to The Real Estate Lowdown. I'm your host, Bill Bymel. We're here for another exciting podcast afternoon, and I do want to thank you the loyal listener for joining me on The Real Estate Lowdown. Our aim is to discuss all things real estate, to both have exciting, unique interviewees that we can introduce you to that have some relation to real estate or some interesting angle, or as in today, we're going to do something called The Real Tidbit Series. The Real Tidbit Series is a series of, of podcast episodes you'll see sometimes tied to to an interviewee, and in many cases, we'll do a, a podcast episode that is fully the just a real tidbit. The idea being that we are focusing in on specific terms, specific phrases, specific w- words that are used in the real estate and mortgage financial systems that you hear about and maybe you just don't really get or you don't understand. So the idea being that we present a little bit more of, a, of an insight into to what it means when you talk about cap rates, for instance, on, on on rental properties, or when you talk about net lease properties, triple net properties, some of the tidbits, what's a mortgage, who owns my mortgage, some of those are some of the tidbits that we've shared already on the Real Estate Lowdown, and we have many, many more, including today's episode. By the way, if you like what you hear on our podcast, I do please ask that you subscribe and, and turn your friends on to it. My name is Bill. I'm Mel, as you know, most of you have known me by now. I'm passionate, lover of real estate and the real estate mortgage markets. My company, First Lean Capital, specializes in a nuance of real estate, which is to buy pools of mortgages and real estate From banks and private equity firms in what we call the secondary mortgage market. The secondary mortgage market, by the way, was a previous real tidbit. You should look it up if you if you missed that episode. So today's real tidbit is Fanny, Freddie, Ginny. Who are these chicks? Fanny, Freddie, Ginny. Now, you know, to be serious, and I don't want, I want to be politically correct. I don't know if the term chicks is, is really proper to use anymore, but Fanny, Freddy, Ginny. Now, Freddy, I guess could be a boy, a man's name as easily as it is a girl's, but when you hear the name Ginny, you think of Aunt Ginny, or you think of Grandma Fanny, and you think these are ladies, right? Well, what they are are they the mothers of mortgage finance industry, the motherload companies of the mortgage finance industry, and they were all three of them are also considered GSEs, government subsid government sponsored entities, and they were all three created by an act of Congress. And, and, and I'll take you through each one here today. So that way, when you hear about Fanny or Freddie or Jenny out in the, the news, you'll have a little bit better understanding of, of what those things are. So let's, let's start with the history of it. The Fannie, Fannie Mae, Fannie is Fannie Mae Cor- corporation. It's actually got stock that trades over the mark, uh, over the counter. At one point, Fannie Mae was privatized back in the 70s, in 1970, and then it got into a little bit of trouble around the financial crisis of 2008, and then the government took over, basically took over ownership, receivership of Fannie Mae at that point. So, for all intents and purposes, even though it acts or wants to act like a private corporation and tries to, the it is a... Corporation that is backed by the full faith and financial awareness of the U.S. government. And Fannie is the oldest one around. It was created in 1938 as, as a way to provide home ownership and help. It was part of the New Deal and part of, you know, the way to provide home ownership to a broader range of Americans. And, you know, Let me just read you a little bit of of, it was a publicly traded company since 1968. Part of the New Deal, it was to expand the secondary mortgage market. So we've talked about the secondary mortgage market. And all three of these corporations, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginnie Mae, all three of them are government-sponsored enterprises and private, public, private corporations as well. So they're the closest thing you can get to kind of a quasi-governmental private organization. The brother organization of Fannie Mae is, so the idea was Fannie Mae was going to create mortgage securities, it was gonna be a government organization to buy mortgages from the banks, thereby providing more cash into the hands of the banks speeding up the liquidity of the mortgage market. And it's what's allowed the 30 year mortgage to come into existence. And it's what's allowed for almost a hundred years of prosperity and home ownership in America. It, it broadened. We have the largest percentage of, uh, well, not the largest, but one of the, for a large country ourselves, we have one of the largest percentages of home ownership in the world. And it really is Fannie, Freddie and Ginny that play a role in that. So 1938, let me take you to the top line. Then we'll talk a little bit about how each is different. The, the, just to give you an idea of how big Fannie Mae is today, it is, has total assets of $4.23 trillion. Net income in 2021 was $22.18 billion. And this year, although revenue is down, you know, it's still on its way to a $30 billion a year. Um. And it has about 7,400 employees, by the way. It's mostly, you know, around the DC area. They have offices all over the US as well. They're really the mother load where most originators go to, to sell their mortgages. They're the, the gold standard of the conforming 80% conventional mortgage. And Fannie will buy those mortgages or insure those mortgages with private Owners And so that's what Fannie Mae does. Now in 19, let's go to the F- Freddie Mac. It's the sister organization. It was created in 1970. So in 19, actually, I should take a step back because two years before the creation of Freddie Mac, you know, we obviously had years from 19, late 1930s. We went through, the coming out of the Depression, in the 40s, the 50s, home ownership flourished throughout the country. Then Ginny May stepped in. And Ginny Mae is really actually a governmental organization. It has no private ownership. There's no stock that you can buy in Ginny Mae. The closest thing you can do is get is buy a Ginny Mae bond which is considered one of the least risky bonds out there. I mean, in terms of the mortgage market, because it is backed, the securities that Ginny creates and sells in order to create more liquidity for the market is backed by the full faith and credit guarantee of the U.S. government. So some have argued that, now this is different than Fannie and Freddie, because in real essence, when Fannie and Freddie were created, they were created by the federal government, but with the anticipation that they would be carved off into these private entities. That's what happened with Fannie until they were taken back really into government receivership in 2008. So Ginny May is the, it, Aunt Ginny is the actual government. If you hear Ginny, you know, it sounds like I'm saying it with a J, but it's actually J, G, I, N, N, I, E. Ginny May is a government, it actually stands for Government National Mortgage Association. It's a 55-year-old organization. It's got only 140 employees. It is a jurisdiction inside of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. So it's it's basically a, a junior of HUD. And what GINI does is it focuses on v- very simply only government-backed mortgages. So they work with FHA mortgages which are you know the 98% mortgages and VA mortgages and then uh, there's all some spinoffs like HUD has some some special mortgages that they give to Native Americans and there's the AG loan the HUD AG loan all of those together are fully insured backed by Ginny Ginny will buy those mortgages from FHA originally Originators, or from VA loan originators, and and then they will turn around and create securities in order to create more liquidity in the market. Just as an FYI, right now the Ginny May three percent bond is trading at a severe discount. Which, if you're a big money bond buyer, you know there's opportunity, but you know it probably doesn't do you or I any good. The average little us. And then Freddie Mac. Freddie Mac was created two years after the creation of Ginny, and it was. After it was at, it was created as the next government-sponsored enterprise, and it also became a public company. It was traded over the counter could today as FMCC. Freddie Mac is the Federal Home Loan Mortgage Corporation. Again, uh, now this one head, headquartered in Tyson Corner, of Virginia. It really is a quasi-governmental organization that tries to act like this private corporate company that creates mortgage securities, mortgage-backed securities that they sell all over the world to private investors. That money flows in and then is used to buy more mortgages. The entire rationale of this is to try to keep the mortgage rates Relatively low. We, because of Fannie and Freddie and certainly obviously the government and the Fed plays a role in terms of what their prime interest rates, but, but Fannie and Freddie and Ginny, all of these have acted as liquidity providers to the market. And they're, they're what's enabled these 30 year home loans to have value and become a investment and, you know, to keep people Having the ability to go to their bank or their non bank and finance a new mortgage. You know, talk about some of the similarities. Both Fannie and Freddie are nationally recognized, federally backed mortgage institutions. They have the intention of being committed to providing the market with liquidity, stability, and affordability. They're both GSEs, and there's no doubt that they're crucial to the housing and finance system. So it's this is why knowing What Fannie, Freddie, and Ginny are is crucial to you as a consumer, even if you don't, maybe you get a mortgage, you get a Fannie Mae mortgage, maybe not. It's more crucial now as we start to go into a recession because- You know, these organizations hopefully have been well-managed and will be able to withstand any downturn in real estate prices or a downturn in demand for new mortgage loans. Fannie and Freddie both compete on the secondary mortgage market as mortgage investors. They serve mortgage markets, provide liquidity to the lenders by, you know, purchasing these mortgages and repackaging them into MBS, mortgage-backed securities. You know, it's beneficial really for two main reasons I've discussed. First, that purchases made by each enterprise ensure that home buyers and investors who purchase property have a steady, stable supply of mortgage money. But it also really expands the pool of funds available. By adding a guarantee, a level of guarantee, it's what's kept mortgage rates below 10%. You know, we've had mortgage rates as low as we've ever seen them at 3%. Now we've seen that go away in the last six months. But even to have mortgage rates settle off at six, seven percent, which they've been for my entire lifetime. I mean, I remember my father. Well, there was probably my father's FHA loan in 1980 was probably 11 percent. And I know he came home skipping so excited because the late 70s. It was the time similar to today where inflation got really bad. The Fed started raising interest rates. It got to the point where they were in the teens. You know, there's a long history there that you should look into if you're at all interested in what's going on in today's world with the rising interest rates. But, you know, back to, you know. The, the value of each of these. So Fannie, Freddie, they're very similar. They both were, one's an older organization. Fannie is really considered kind of the, the mothership, the gold standard of conforming loans. They, you know, they buy loans that fit into a box that the mortgage brokers have to follow. The mortgage originators and the banks have to follow. And when those loans fit that box, they get shipped off and checked in at Fannie and and Fannie buys those loans, you know, and they buy them anywhere. You know, usually in a normal market, they would pay 100% for those loans or maybe they would pay, you know, a little less or a little more based upon, you know, how the ownership is. It was in 1954, by the way, that Fannie Mae first adopted the private public mix of ownership hybrid structure under its association charter. You know, it was created, you know, due to a lack of affordable housing in the Great Depression. And the funny thing is, is when I say a lack of affordable housing, I'm saying like, you know, a house costs $35,000. That was like, you know, if you, you wanted a nice house in the country, you know, you know, 15, 20,000 nice piece of land. You know, you could do that. You know, for many years, Fanny was the only game in town. I think that's why Freddie Mac was created, and and Ginny and Freddie were created in the sixty eight and seventy. It was the you know, there was a little big push away from any kind of monopolization or sense thereof. And the, you know, and Freddie did in many ways create more because. There are also private securitizations out there now. And we've seen a lot of these private securitizations, you know, have success and in the markets as well. What more is there to say? I'm trying to think about, you know, their role in the 2008 crisis. You know, they, there are some originators out there that like to point the finger at Fannie and Freddie in terms of their mission that led to what we now know as the subprime mortgage crisis, which resulted, of course, in the 2008 financial crisis that all kind of took took place around then. But I don't know that I'm going to be one of those people that's going to say it was really Fannie or Freddie. I think it's a a combination thereof. You know, when there's a market, when the market is, uh, when people are making money, they're going to do whatever they can to keep making money. And there is nothing that's going to stop somebody from che- cashing a check if it's just rolling in the door. And that's what happens in the subprime mortgage market. It's what happens in every time markets get and so, so anyway, so good to know. Hopefully, you learned a little bit about Fannie, Freddie, what the differences are. There is different buckets of mortgages that Freddie will buy that Fannie won't. There's slightly different characteristics and, you know, in terms of the underwriting of them, but in general, they're pretty similar in their underwriting g- standards. And Fannie has still been the 800 pound gorilla, even though Freddie had, you know, takes a, a good piece of the mortgage market. Realize that the residential mortgage market in America is a 12 Trillion dollar industry. That's 12 trillion dollars of debt that is encumbering the real estate, residential real estate. And so in order to keep that going and keep that, that value enhancement and to keep, keep financing new construction in a growing world, it's companies like Fannie, Freddie, and Ginny. And here I am calling them companies, GSEs like Fannie, Freddie, and Ginny that really are the bellwether for those markets and those economies. Well, that's it for today's real tidbit. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you like what you hear here, don't forget to click subscribe and stick with us on the journey. We have a new episode coming out every week. Sometimes we have an exciting person to interview. Sometimes we have a real tidbit, sometimes who knows what we'll have. And you can always look me up online, buildbymel.com. My company is at firstleancapital.com. But if you look me up personally, I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear any comments you have and what you'd like to hear more of on the podcast. But until next time, thank you for listening to The Real Estate Lowdown. I'm Bill Bymel. Good day. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.